Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Diane King, and I'll be your moderator today. We're going to have a few uh, bits of housekeeping first, so I would ask you please, ask you please for your attention, and ask you please to be sure that you've turned your cell phones off. And this afternoon, uh, we will have the talk um, that will be approximately half an hour. And then we'll have questions and answers, and all of that will be recorded and available to you on the SACPAW website. And Shaw uses excerpts from today's talk twice daily, every week actually, from 2 at 2 and 10 p.m. So be sure and try and catch those broadcasts. The cost for today for your presentation and meal is $12. I ask that somebody at the table please take responsibility for collecting that, and we'll be around to get that. And um, yeah, I've already said the presentation format, and so now I would just like to, to introduce today's speaker and today's topic. Our topic today is vital signs taking the pulse. What is uh, the best kept secret in southwestern Alberta is indeed the community foundation of Lethbridge in southwestern Alberta. It was established 50 years ago by Judge Sherman Turcott to ensure that trusted funds would ensure the healthy and vibrant southwestern Alberta over the decades and the centuries. That fund, which began as so little, has now expanded to almost $25 million. Today, we're going to hear the vital signs program that has been adopted by the Community Foundation, and to it was created to more accurately ensure that the granting that the Foundation does will address the greater needs of the community. Our speaker today is Charlene Davidson. Charlene is the Executive Director of the Community Foundation of Southwestern Alberta. Um, and she began in April of this past year and immediately grasped the importance of vital signs and dove right into it and is about to share with you today the findings. I ask Charlene to please come forward. Thank you, Diane, and thank you, SACPA, for uh, having me today. It's actually my second visit to SACPA. I was here three years ago speaking about the International AIDS Conference. Uh, today I'm in a completely different role, a role that I absolutely love, and I'm talking about vital signs. Uh, as Diane stated, the Community Foundation of Lethbridge in southwestern Alberta is a bit of a secret. We're trying to stop that. We're trying to really get the word out about who we are and what we do. So I thought I would share our video uh, as Diane also stated, last year was our 50th anniversary, so we created a video in honor of our 50th anniversary. It's just a quick video, but it'll give you a bit of context about the Community Foundation. Roots run deep in southwestern Alberta, thanks to one person who planted a seed over 50 years ago. The Community Foundation began as a dream for Judge Lewis Sherman Turcott and a small group of visionary founders. Realizing that nobody can predict the future, they dreamed of an organization with the ability to support the needs of the day. A place where donors feel confident that their wishes will be honored and that the causes they are passionate about will continue to be supported even after they are gone. With this in mind, in 1966, the Community Foundation was born. Much has been accomplished in the 50 years since then, thanks to the generosity and support of donors, volunteers, and staff from across southwestern Alberta. 
Our donors realize the value of community and want to see it flourish for generations to come. Because of them, we've awarded over $9 million in grants since 1966. You may not realize it, but you see these grants in action every day. We are a place where community gathers together and connects. We are fostering a love of music and the arts. We are making sure that those who are hungry are fed. We are a quiet place to reflect in nature and a child's first time camping in the great outdoors. We are preserving local history for future generations to enjoy. We are a warm bed and a safe place to go where there is nowhere else to turn. We are providing learning opportunities for all ages and abilities. We are promoting active lifestyles, play, and participation in sports. We are encouraging accessibility, inclusion, and a feeling of belonging. For 50 years, we've been supporting the organizations that make a difference in your everyday life. We are the Community Foundation of Lethbridge in southwestern Alberta, and we look forward to growing with you over the next 50 years. So that's a little bit about us. There's a few things I'm hoping that you take away from that. First of all, we're the Community Foundation of Lethbridge and Southwestern Alberta. So we're a regional organization. We don't just serve Lethbridge, we serve all of Southwestern Alberta. Another thing I hope that you really, that the video captured for you was some of the diverse projects that we support financially. We do so many different things through the Community Foundation to build community and that's one of the things I love the most about the job is seeing some great ideas come to fruition and being part of that. Uh, another thing I'd like you to take away from that, because I get asked this question all the time, where does our money come from? Our money comes from generous donors. We are not funded by the government. We do not apply for grants ourselves. We have generous donors who set up um, funds with us. They can decide where they want their own money to go, or they can put it into our community priorities grants. And those are the grants that go out to our, well, all of the grants go out to the community, but through the community priorities grant, we put out two calls for funding to our charities every year. So all of our money comes through generous donors. But today I'm actually talking to you about vital signs and what vital signs is, why we do it, and what we do with it. I want to start by thanking our sponsors for vital signs. Um, ATB Financial and McKillop Insurance and Registry Services. I'm really pleased to say that for the past two years they've supported our Vital Signs project by sponsoring us and we're extremely grateful for that support. So what is Vital Signs? Vital Signs is our, this is a very touchy keyboard Annalise. Vital Signs, sorry, is our annual community checkup. We look at six key impact areas. It's an initiative of the Community Foundations of Canada and it happens at community foundations across the country. There are currently 191 community foundations across Canada. Not all of them participate in Vital Signs but increasingly that number is rising. The first Tuesday of every October, we launch Vital Signs nationally. Uh, we launched it in our office this year. Why do we do vital signs? Vital signs is really how the community foundation knows what's going on in southwestern Alberta. It lets us know about the work that's going on in our region, 
it lets us know who's doing that work and some of the barriers they face, some of the issues they deal with. By identifying these issues and looking at trends, we can better inform our donors, help them decide where they might want to put their money. We can also spark some conversation. We can't deal with a problem if we don't know the problem exists. But we can also improve the community foundation's impact by strategically focusing our granting programs. I'll address a couple of areas where we've done that in this past year to give you a bit of an example of how we do that. Hopefully you recognize these two beautiful ladies, Diane King, who was once on our board of directors, and Birta Perry, who's right here. Birta is the chair of our Vital Signs community. Uh, since I'm introducing my friends in the audience, I'll also point out Jerry Hecker, who is our current chair of our board of directors. Um, it's always nice to have a few friends here. Uh, the theme for Vital Signs is belonging. Sorry. <laughs> belonging is, belonging is in, what just happened there? I have no idea what just happened there. Okay. Belonging is an essential ingredient for the existence of a community. But it's also essential for a healthy community. Think about yourself and how many of you came, I think it's, yeah. How many of you came to SACPA? This is your own little community here, SACPA. You gather weekly, you hear what's going on in the community. This is a place where you feel that you belong. The theme for uh, Vital Signs 2016 and 2015 actually was belonging. People who feel that they belong tend to get more involved in community, and we really want to promote that sense of belonging. The six impact areas that we looked at for Vital Signs are community connections, environment, cultural life, living standards, lifelong learning, and healthy communities. What I'm going to do today is talk a little bit about the findings that we found in each of these six areas. Starting with community connections. A refugee has been defined as a person who has been forced to leave their country in order to escape war, persecution, or natural disaster. Just a couple of days ago was the one-year anniversary of the settlement of the Syrian refugees in Lethbridge. We had 192 Syrian refugees settle here last year. 80 were adults, 112 were children. 104 were females and 80, or sorry, 104 were males, 88 were females. There have been more since, including just through birth here um, in Lethbridge. 65 million people were displaced in 2015. That's a 10% increase from 2014. I want to use the example of the Syrian refugees as one of the ways that the Community Foundation is proactive in its granting and looking at vital signs to use um, to inform our grants. So from the time I started at the Community Foundation, we, there was talk about how we can better support the Syrian refugees coming into Lethbridge in southwestern Alberta. And I want to just say that the support that the community gave to the Syrian refugees was really um, just extraordinary. People were incredibly generous and welcoming to the newest members of our community. The Community Foundations of Canada was given a very large donation to filter down to community foundations across the country for anyone who had um, Syrian refugees settling in their area. This money was specifically earmarked for housing. However, our Community Foundation decided to, they wanted to do more. 
Through conversations with Lethbridge Family Services, Immigrant Services, um, something as basic as the need for footwear for children was identified. Children couldn't participate in sport or PE class because they didn't have runners. Think about your own life and having to sit on the sidelines. How do you belong when you can't participate? Um, transportation was also an issue that was identified and the request that we received was for bicycles for the adults so that they could get around the city better and explore. You saw in our video, hopefully the clip of some people on the bike, those were some of our newest members of our community, some Syrian refugees. So we matched the grant that was given to us. We were given $25,000 by Community Foundations of Canada and we matched it with another $25,000 to go specifically towards footwear and bicycles. We've done some follow-up work with the Syrian refugee families and had the most extraordinary quote come back from a little boy who could not believe he was getting a bicycle because he's never had anything so wonderful in his entire life. I'm a kid who grew up on a bike. I could not imagine being a child without a bike. I know today's kids are a lot different than my generation, but something as basic as a bike can help someone belong. The next impact area I want to look at is environment. No matter where you live, water is an essential ingredient for life. In southwestern Alberta, nearly all of our water comes from the Old Man Watershed. Wheels Out of Water, this is a program, so looking at um, when you're traveling around in your um, motorized vehicles, and you're not traveling with the environment mind, in mind, your recreation vehicles can cause significant and lasting damage to the landscape. This includes loss of vegetation, transfer of weeds, starting a wildfire, and I can remember last year with the fires in Fort McMurray, they actually put a ban on the uh, motorized vehicles, recreation vehicles specifically to prevent fires because so many of the crews had moved up to Fort McMurray. Uh, there's also um, compaction, contamination and erosion and water contamination and wildlife disruption. The Old Man Watershed Council has a project called Engaging Recreationists. And the idea is to educate them and let them know about the dangers of their um, off-highway vehicles. Last year they engaged over 1,300 off-highway vehicle users to let them know about some of the risks they're creating. Also with environment, I think this is timely with the carbon tax, emissions. An operating vehicle emits a range of gases, including CO2, from the tailpipe into the atmosphere. CO2, as I'm sure you all know, is a big contributor to climate change. If Canadian motorists avoided idling for just three minutes every day of the year, CO2 emissions could be reduced by 1.4 million tons annually. This is the equivalent to taking 320,000 cars off the road for the entire year. A couple examples here. Uh, transport CO2 emissions per 100 kilometers. So a large car or truck, or sorry, 1,000 kilometers, a large car or truck emits 85.8 kilograms, a small car, 42.5, a hybrid, 25, biking, zero, and walking, zero. Just thought you'd like to know those ones. We're gonna move into lifelong learning, another of our impact areas. This is a statistic that really, really shocked me. Alberta consistently ranks amongst the uh, lowest high school completion rates in the country. 
In 2014 to 2015, the high school completion rate in Alberta was only 76.5%. This ultimately results in an annual cost of $1.3 billion to Canada's social and criminal justice systems. One of the programs that we've supported is students participating actively in Realizing Connections, or SPARC. This is in partnership between Chinook Regional Foundation for Career Transitions and Fifth on Fifth Youth Services. It was launched in early 2016, but they have already served 100 youth with individualized training. I should actually back that up. They had served that by September when we pulled the stats together. Um, they hope to serve a minimum of 200 additional students over the next two years. And I think one of the things that's really important to point out here is that it's individualized. So it's not bringing a group of, of students together, it's working one-on-one -on -one with some kids to help them with career goals. Lifelong learning, we also looked at inclusive communities. So natural supports are the support and assistance that naturally flow from relationships developed in ordinary environments, such as family, school, work, community, coming to SACPA with your friends. People living with disabilities don't always form these same relationships, and quite often some of their um, relationships are just formed with their care workers. Southern Alberta Individualized Planning Association serves over 1,300 Southwestern Alberta individuals, individuals annually. We're going to move into living standards, looking at domestic violence. Alberta has the highest rates of interpersonal violence in Canada. In the last five years, nearly 75,000 Albertans reported violence by a spouse or partner. That's shocking. We looked at women's shelters throughout our region. Uh, although I'm only, and the, all the stats are in the report, there are reports outside, but I'm only gonna talk about two as examples. I'm gonna look at Harbor House, which is in Lethbridge, and also Safe Haven Women's Shelter, which is in Tabor. So in 2015 to 16, Harbor House admitted 596 women and children. However, they had to turn away 1,949 women and children in distress due to lack of space. This number is up from the previous year, which was 1,218. That's a difference of 731 women and children. Safe Haven admitted 204 women and children, or sorry, 204 women and 131 children last year. Uh, 97 women and 94 children were turned away due to space. Lack of shelter space is a very serious issue. One day on one day last year, 234 Canadian women's shelters had to turn away 305 women and children, which was nearly three quarters of those seeking shelter that day. What all happens all too often in these cases is the women and the child are forced to go back to a dangerous environment. We also looked at food banks with the Alberta economy where it is. Uh, this probably won't come as a surprise to most people. Food bank usage was up marginally across Canada in 2015 with a national increase of 1.3%. However, Alberta's increase was 23% from the previous year. So that's a very huge increase and a huge difference. 
Uh, we did look at all the food banks that we could get information from throughout our region. They're all in the report. According to the Hunger Count statistics, 67,443 people in Alberta accessed a food bank in the month of March in 2015. I just want to stress that this number is not the number of times people went to a food bank, but it's the number of people who accessed a food bank. We also looked at healthy communities and physical health. More than half of all Canadians are involved in community level sport as spectators, participants, volunteers, coaches, or officials. So we decided to look at the cost of sport. Canadian families spend an average of $953 annually for one child to participate in organized sport. Alberta has the highest level at $1,428 per child annually. One in three children in Canada can't participate in organized sport due to cost. The Community Foundations of Canada has put together a publication on the role of sport in belonging. So again, that comes back to if you're the kid who has to sit on the sidelines, how do you belong when you don't get to play? Uh, in 2015, Kids Sport helped 581 children in southwestern Alberta play. The top three sports were soccer, hockey, and gymnastics. We also looked at mental health. One in five Canadians will experience mental illness at some point, point in their lifetime. Nearly 4,000 Canadians die by suicide annually. That's 11 suicides a day. From January to June 2014, there were 252 suicides in Alberta. From January to June 2015, there were 327 suicides in Alberta. That's a 30% increase. The Canadian Mental Health Association's most utilized programs are their Crisis Intervention and Distress Line. And in 2015, they helped with over 54,000 information and referrals, over 4,000 crisis service interventions, 300 plus calls for information, and just under 3,000 crisis follow-ups. Some of these stats might seem really gloomy, but I want to stress that there are some really amazing organizations with fantastic people doing extraordinary work in our community. I think it's really important that we know what's going on, that we have this information, but not to let it depress us. The last impact area I want to look at is cultural life. We looked at writing on stone. Uh, the name, the Blackfoot name is there. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it, but it does mean it is pictured. Writing on Stone Provincial Park is home to the largest concentration of First Nations petroglyphs and pictographs on the North American Great Plains. In 2015, they had over 15,000 visitors, just about 3,000 participants in their rock art tour program, over 1,000 people in their Writing on Stone 101 program, and 1,300 students come through on school tours. How many of you went on a school tour in your youth to Writing on Stone? Oh, I thought it would be much higher, thank you. Uh, the space is one of the most sacred places for the Blackfoot people. 
Um, and because of this, park management honors the tradition of the First Nations people by regularly working with a trusted advisory group of Blackfoot elders. And then we also looked at Head Smashed in Buffalo Jump, and we chose this one because it's UNESCO World Heritage Site, just like the pyramids of Egypt, and it's in our backyard. They had over 60,000 visitors from April 1st, 2015 to March 31st, 2016. That's tourism dollars in our area. Uh, 34,000 of those were from Alberta. Nine, just under 10,000 were Canadian. 9,000 were American, but 8,000 were international visitors coming to little old southern Alberta. It's fantastic. This is really just the tip of the iceberg. Vital Signs always also looks at the Ready, Set, Go program, family and community support services, Streets Alive mission, social housing in action, rural transportation, bees, Lethbridge Association for Community Living, active communities, SAG, the University of Lethbridge Art Gallery, South Country Fair, and the International Peace Powwow. I really encourage you to read this Vital Signs production uh, report, not because I helped write it, but because it's about your community and it's what's going on in your neighborhood. Uh, and I'm happy to answer your questions. Thank you very much for your time.